You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What is going on? You are watching and listening to Tags Live, aka Talk About Gay Sex, the Lab Edition. I'm your host, Steve V, and this is episode 362 when you listen to it. And I am joined by Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing wonderful this evening. I love your t-shirt. Resist. Yes, we're going to talk about I mean, it kind of fits what's going on in the yeah. world right now. And we are going to be talking about that for sure. How are you guys doing? A lot of people ask us, and I always forget to talk about this, that we do two shows a week. I'm just going to mm -hmm. get this out of the way that I don't really mention it enough. But we do two shows a week. One's pre-recorded that drops Tuesday every Tuesday, like a good podcast. And the second <laughs> one that we do is live on Wednesday nights on Get Vocal, 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. Eastern time. If you ever just go to our website, if you're wondering how to find the link and that's where it is, or follow us on social media. But the show does drop every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast. So two shows drop Tuesday and Thursday. And on that note, we, it's the last time I'm going to remind you because it's the deadline to vote yep. for us for best sex podcast by Cyber Socket Awards. I'm going to the awards ceremony on May 24th. I'm really excited in Los Angeles, California. Some of our listeners like Teddy are going to be there. I'm really excited to go to it. So but we exciting. really need your vote. And I am like relentless today. I am hitting <laughs> up my grandmother and her illegitimate son to vote for us. I'm kind of ruthless, but we really do need your vote. We've got some stiff. Your grandmother? My grandmother in heaven, yes. And oh, okay. All right. You just took her email address. I'm calling the powers of the greatness to vote for us. But I'm also calling for you all real people on earth here to vote for us. And all you have to do is go to cybersocketawards.com. You do have to register. It's a quick, simple registration. You could always unregister after the fact. You don't have to vote for every single category, but vote for us for best sex podcast. It's talk about gay sex and you have to do it. You can do it tonight. Um, may the fourth be with you tonight, or you can do it tomorrow when you listen to this on the pre-recorded version, May 5th. And then that's it. Then I go to the award. I pack and go to to the award ceremony and hit the red carpet. So oh my please goodness. I vote know you're going to look fabulous. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we really appreciate it. Vote for us. And yeah, that's, that's what I got for you. How you doing, Cody? Doing well, doing well. I'm glad you said may the fourth be with you. I didn't know you were a Star Wars head. I mean, I'm, I know a, a date and a, and a joke. <laughs> May the fourth be with you. I know what today is. We do it all yeah, right. Exactly. You know what I am going to see this weekend, though, is what? everywhere, everything. What is it? All at, at once. once. Yes. I'm going I with, cannot wait to hear what you think. I'm going with one of our mutual friends that you know uh -huh. her. Okay, and fabulous. It. I'm so excited to see it. Oh, Everybody Blake says it's so it, yeah. good. You saw it last weekend. Oh, awesome. Okay, good. Yeah. You know, I couldn't think of a lot of movies that I wanted to see in the big screen, but Cody did such a good job of talking about it oh, and writing a review. And who doesn't love Michelle Yeoh? And, right. And what better movie to support on Asian American Pacific Islander Month? than a Michelle Yeoh film like this, right? Do I have to go see it again? Go I see do. it again. 
<laughs> but either way, I think it's I'm excited and I'll report back on what I think. And Fabulous. yeah. I can't well, wait to hear. Yeah. You know, we couldn't help but just not overlook what's going on in the world that believe it or not, I believe, and I think my co-host Cody believes, really can and could affect us. We're talking about the Roe versus Wade potential. It was leaked by yeah. the Supreme Court, but doesn't matter. I think a lot of people are are dwelling on the fact that it was leaked and what does that mean and who leaked it and blah, blah, blah. You know, us regular people don't care who the fuck leaked it. We really yep. don't care. What we do care is the direction that this potentially could go of overturning a 50-year-old statute that Roe versus Wade and... It's crazy for our female allies. Cody, you were saying, yep. um, tell us what you were saying about- That our- it doesn't only affect our female allies, it affects people within our own community. Anybody that has a uterus, this uh, reversal of this monumental Supreme Court decision, uh, it could have on worldwide, everybody could have- not worldwide, statewide, uh, United States-wide. It could have such resounding effects on anybody that has a uterus. To our trans men, our lesbian people that are part of the community, and of course our female allies. Uh, everybody, it could it. We really need to stand up and stand together in this in solidarity because, like you were telling me, if this happens, who knows what's next. Right. Well, there's, you know, things like because it's shown what could happen is it could go to the states to decide. Yes. And as we already know, we see what's going on in Florida. The don't gay say don't get don't say gay mm-hmm. law. I'm using air quotes on that. But you can see where there's already laws in Texas that are mm-hmm. being overturning what's going on in outlawing women's right to Mm -hmm. get an abortion in states like texas all it's going to mean is that women are going to find a way and go to other states or sadly go to back alley yeah horrible conditioned places um but it's a sign of the times and what's really going on i mean i was just talking to my sister and i'm like god we're really going backwards all the steps that like marriage equality, if you think that things aren't going to affect you, it's going down the the chain. And I just wanted to read you this one thing, Cody, that mm-hmm. I was reading on Reddit. Okay. Uh, a guy that's only 18 wrote, are we going to be okay? I'm scared. Now, you and I have been around for a long time, but this guy's only 18. And okay. he wrote on a recent Reddit thread i'm genuinely scared are we going to be allowed to get married love together be in a relationship will i have to worry about being separated from my boyfriend are we going to die (laughs) i mean these are all like legitimate concerns all this legal stuff lately is scaring me to death he writes i'm only 18 and i'm freaking out is the government going to hurt us yeah I mean, that's a real life concern. You know, a lot of times we read Reddit threads on this and I think, you know, the one thing, we'll talk about some things that you can do. I'm gonna talk about George Takei in a second on Mm -hmm. what he recommends, but these are real life concerns that, you know, you may say, oh, you guys are a gay sex podcast. How does this really affect, why are you guys talking about this? But it's a trickle down, yeah system that it really can affect us it's like it's our female allies you just pointed out it's trans men that could be affected by this yep it does and it's a sign of the times that is going backwards and trying to reverse things that we have come to know and expect as freedoms there's already so many hate crimes in this in in the u.s right now so i just think we have to pay attention right now we're going to talk about some things that if you do feel helpless like this redditor what things like george takei recommends but did you have another thing you wanted to say or read something i mean i definitely feel scared as well it just reminds me of uh of a quote that i read from nazi germany and i know that it's 
kind of out yeah. of the realm. Uh, like this is not, we're not living in Nazi Germany right now. No, but look but, what's going on in Ukraine. Exactly. So, but, so I just would like to read this quote. It says, first they came for the socialists and I didn't speak out because I was not a socialist. And then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. And then I, then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. And then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. Wow. Yeah. So Sorry. that hit, it hit me, it hits us really hard. It's like you said, it's a trickle down snowball effect. You, when you don't speak out in support of people who are being unfairly targeted, their rights are being stripped from them, then one day it's going to be you. And then who's going to be left to speak out for you? And Teddy says that in the draft, they do reference Marriage Equality Act, gay marriage as immoral law. So it will be Roe Ro now and then marriage equality and then interracial marriage is referenced too in the draft. So again, just like this Nazi Germany, and I hate to like equate it to that, but it's they have similar parallels, honestly. Yeah. And just to kind of piggyback on how this affects, you know, we all love Star Trek's George Takei. Yeah. He was really put a, a an important Twitter post out yesterday saying he said a lot of different things like the, the problems are systemic. Uh, gerrymandering maps keep extremist state houses in Congress, a rigged Senate with an archaic filibuster rule blocks needed reform on and on he goes on to really say but he says we cannot remain complacent mm -hmm. sure the economy remains uncertain due to global inflation yes. a lingering covid pandemic and a war in russia but that does not in ukraine but that does not mean we take our eyes off the ball the gop is exploiting and exasperating all that all this for political gain yes if he goes on to say, if we do not vote in November, you all, and this is where I think here's something we can do and keep our eye on the prize, because many of us, as I was telling you offline, only think of voting on the election time periods when it comes time to election. presidential yeah. election. Yeah. There's a midterm election happening in November. And if, and according to George Takei, which I love, if we do not vote in November, if we do not hold the line now, then the spiral of chaos will continue. The Republicans are under the spell of misinformation. They believe an entirely different reality, just as the Russian people do over in Ukraine. They can be led to do anything. And so we must, he writes, resist, as my t-shirt <laughs> says. I love it. I wish I could find okay. a political t-shirt for me. but Let I'm... me read that again. <laughs> George Takei. And so we must resist. Those of you listening are wearing a t-shirt that says resist. <laughs> we must defend our democracy and the republic from those who would take us to a dark place of autocracy demagoguery uh, and repression the stakes are too high the cost too great we must mobilize and we must defeat this scourge now register and vote yes I sounds agree. And I say simple but a lot of people like the reddit threader feels lost and what can i do this is your call to action now to yes. if nothing else check to see if you're registered you can do that and yes, he is 18 that reddit listener so he can register and vote. Yes, that's true. I say take it one step further, get out there and protest. I saw a protest with Elizabeth Warren and her words were so stirring and I, I just love her to death. And so vote, protest, use your voice in any way, shape or form, and also use your dollar. Those are all the powers that we have because that dollar is almighty at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we only talk about this stuff because it really does affect our gay sexuality um, in the long run. And so things to I always like to say our show is about gay sex, but, you know, you don't just have gay sex. It's like so many layers that you are gay sex. You. you are gay sex. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
By all means, do not resist having gay sex. Resist <laughs> what's going on. Resist and... coming because the longer you have to have gay sex. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Well, let's move on because we've got a lot of hot topics to get to, including yes. Grinder back in the news. You know, you helped Cody me set up my recent Grinder profile, but I don't know that I'm going to continue doing oh. it for a couple reasons one i didn't realize it cost so much money per month is that did you do any investigation before I, you went on? i googled it my boyfriend would not let me create a grinder account he would not let me download it i see you sipping that tea it's good <laughs> I, I i would like to keep my relationship i'm very happy and i'm not trying to shake up this happy home okay <laughs> I, I, honestly i i mean i'm a little inept when it comes to this stuff but honestly to respond to anybody that went that responded to me it was like i had to pay and it was like minimum 19 dollars a month or so those of you watching right now let us know does it do you pay a monthly fee for grinder but from what we, i read it was free still i don't know what i'm doing wrong but i can't respond to anybody unless over. i pay but <laughs> let's see let's see what let's put it up to but regardless Grinder apparently has been selling sensitive user data data for years. We all kind of knew some of this was going on, but this is really recent. When the Wall Street Journal, honey, comes out with yes. a, a, a report, you listen, and this just came out yesterday. Grinders, yeah, this is totally new and different. Grinders' past willingness to share sensitive data may have been more problematic than previously thought. The Wall Street Journal understands precise grinder user location data was collected from online ad network MoPub and put mm -hmm. on sale through its partner company, Uber Media, since at least 2017. Well, an anonymous former senior employee speaking to the journal claims Grindr initially didn't believe sharing location data with marketers posed privacy issues. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> ad execs reportedly told the company that real-time bidding or displaying ads based on a user's immediate location was transforming the industry. So they sold this as a per to to potential buyers, right? Mm -hmm. Grinder told the journal in a statement that in its 2020 policy change meant it shared less data with advertisers than any of the big tech platforms and most dating app rivals, although it didn't address historical information. Catholic oh. publication, there's this Catholic publication called The Pillar, said it used sold grinder data to track usage and ultimately oust a senior church official. What? The U.S. forced Grindr's Chinese owner, Kunlun, to sell the company by mid-2020 in part over worries China's government might misuse personal information for American citizens. The company's own practices were also under scrutiny at the time. It reportedly shared HIV statuses with app optimization firms, and Kunlun's Chinese engineers had a access oh, wow. to a database of sensitive information for months mm -hmm. to me this is way too much yeah deep and i i believe that they have access to our information and yeah. someone as someone who just recently has been hacked from a nigerian account <laughs> i'm not you know, I'm just not going to do it. I know we set up the account, but I'm I'm just going to go back to my old ways, good ways, and meet people in person. It's just not for me because I don't believe in this. I'm resisting <laughs> keeping up with keeping all of that. that. Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts? I just, I can't believe they sold my trade secret that, about that thing that I do with my tongue back there. I mean, I smell a lawsuit coming and it's not only... <laughs> And they, I'm glad that I really didn't put my real age in Grinder, so now they don't have that either. Um, I, but all jokes aside, I think it's really alarming. And the biggest reason is that they are sharing HIV statuses and and getting people fired. That is a big no no. That is, it, that's something that you don't do. And when you put your trust in being on someone's application 
you, you don't think that that could be one of the repercussions. And it's really sad that it has come to this and that they're really out here using this information in lascivious ways. It's not surprising to me. I mean, here as a podcast, you know, we have, just to give you a little insight, you know, we're the small guy here doing our podcast and I have advertisers and so forth. But for example, mm -hmm. we have something called programmatic ads and they kind of get slipped in, which is great because it's just a little bit of ways to make money. However, yeah. recently there's something called not suitable for work that our podcast got labeled. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And it was going to remove all programmatic ads. And it's like, but we're not, we are suitable. First of all, what podcast is suitable for work? I mean, if you're <laughs> listening to a podcast in the middle of the day, is any podcast suitable for work? Everybody so, curses and, on the me, podcast. And everybody, yeah. So it's, and secondly, Thank God I have a contact where I work where she's like, no, I know what you guys do. You guys talk so much about like sex positivity and advice and so many good things. And it's like, why are you, why are you cringing? No, because I'm, I'm like, we're, but we're not actually giving blowjobs on the, on the podcast. Well, exactly. And that, so like, she, that's thank ridiculous. God, but they dropped our show for a while there where we couldn't get that opportunity. Fortunately, they figured out a way, but here's my whole problem with this. It's just, you know, Grindr has been using people and getting money and, and doing all this stuff for years and continues to do it. And here we are just trying to do our talk about gay sexuality in a positive way. And we're always the ones that get the backlash. And I'm glad I'm always trying to show like, look, like Grinder, which has millions and millions and billions of dollars. And it's like, I want to show the dichotomy of how ridiculous this stuff can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I, anyway, I, that's my two cents on that. <laughs> can you tell I'm a little fired up about that? Yeah. Okay, Norma Ray, get in there. <laughs> I mean, did I mention vote for us? <laughs> And vote in the primaries. Uh, <laughs> in yeah. The, the midterm elections as well. Exactly. Okay. Well, we've got to move on. And maybe you heard us talking about it, but he's sort of been in the news. Don Lemon, a man had that had blamed Don Lemon of sexually assaulting him, has dropped the lawsuit. Wow. Remember we kind of talked about this and oh, yeah. um, it all happened in Long Island in the Hamptons where a guy essentially said he saw Don Lemon in a bar and went up to him and I guess asked to buy, I'm just recalling this in my head, but I'm pretty yeah. sure this is the story, went up to Don Lemon and was like, can I buy you a drink? And Don Lemon was like, no, again, this is just from the top of my memory, but I'm pretty sure this is how it went. And then... The guy later said that Don Lemon came up to him and like basically said he put his fingers to like he was wanting to smell the other guy's ass. Like Don Lemon was coming on to the guy, but like in a really raunchy, like put his hand in his crotch and then went put his two fingers up to the guy's nose. Oh, wow. And, yeah. Which would have be like totally inappropriate. And yeah. And like somewhat of an or an assault, a sexual assault, yeah. and that was the story that's been going on. That's that's gone into court, and Don Lemon has, you know, clear denied it all. And there's been some missteps with the guy. At one point, we even thought it sounded like, does this sound real? Like maybe mm -hmm. this really did happen. Well, happy to report that weeks before the case was set to go to trial, the man who did accuse Don Lemon of sexual assault is changing his story. Wow. Or rather, according to Queerty, he's suggesting the story never happened in the first place. So New Jersey bartender Dustin Heiss dropped his sexual assault lawsuit against the CNN anchor yesterday, saying that after a lot of inner reflection and a deep dive into my memory, he realized he actually got the whole thing wrong. Did In a statement, hypnosis? Well, I don't know. <laughs> or he realized he was never going to win. He was going to lose a lot of money. Yeah. His recollection of the events that occurred on the night in question when I first met CNN anchor Don Lemon were not what I thought they were when I filed this lawsuit. 
It's so crazy because because he reportedly wanted 1.5 million from yeah. Don Lemon, and he even got on oh what's that horrible woman's talk show? I can't stand her. Uh, she no longer has a There's show so anymore. The blonde one. <laughs> uh, anyway, Dan Coulter. No, no, it doesn't matter. Anyway, okay. the point being is that I just think he was going along for the ride on this. And I think he really thought that he was going to win this, but you don't say all the things you said and then come and say, Oh, I don't recall anymore. If you don't believe you have a strong enough case. Yeah. That tells me he was lying all along. Yeah. And And kudos to, I'm not even the biggest Don Lemon fan, but kudos to Don Lemon for just standing his ground. Yeah. And, and, ultimately this guy doesn't have a case yeah i agree it's just this is uh, insane to me i i actually really like don lemon and i'm glad that the case is being dropped i i mean we all know the lengths that people will go to for money but we have to believe victims when they speak out because it's so traumatic for them because of the fear and the overwhelming just them not being believed is so overwhelming. And I think that we we have to defer to that. But this case and just knowing that he had to do a deep dive and he ultimately came to the conclusion that he wasn't telling the truth will make it so much harder for people to be able to speak out because people will just say, oh my gosh, this person is, is not telling the truth. So shame on this man for doing this. Yeah. And I think that Don Lemon should shoot, sue him for $1.5 million. So that just so that people, there should be repercussions for people when they actually come out with false accu- accusations against someone. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I'm just happy that it's, because it's been going on. I think we were talking about this since last year, right? Cody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's just good to see that it's finally come to an end. And yeah, I mean, anybody can accuse anybody of anything. Exactly. And I think in this case, it's just it amounted to nothing. And, and it was a bunch of crock of shit. So good. I'm happy for Don Lemon. Okay, well, we have to talk about advocates cover model Tom Daly who, as many of you may know, was in the past uh, um, Summer Olympics in Tokyo. He won a gold. He is married to Dustin Lance. Uh, Dustin Lance, am I saying is Black? Black, Dustin thank Lance you. Black. I always get that wrong. <laughs> uh, Dustin Lance Black, many of you know, director of Milk, Harvey Milk. And they have uh, 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 children together now, too, I believe. One, oh, yeah. for sure. Anyways, he has a new memoir out, and in the memoir, Daly discloses his battle with eating disorders. Just going to read you a little bit, because I think this is kind of relevant to a lot of the topics we talk on our show. Mm-hmm. I was told before the 2012 Olympics that I was fat and I had to lose weight, Daly explains. Wow. And especially when you're in diving, everything's on show. You have nowhere to hide, and it was the first time that I ever thought that anybody had looked at my body in a way that it wasn't just a performance tool, but looked at it as, is he fat or not? Mm -hmm. Daly said he became extremely self-conscious about his body and took some pretty extreme measures in order to lose weight. He says part of his body insecurity is a direct result of, of the training necessary to be an elite athlete. He goes on to explain what that all means, which is really rigorous, but Mm -hmm. you, he goes on, you know what you want it. Excuse me. I think no matter who you ask, people will always have something about their body that they don't like. This is the part that I really like. I'm going to read that again. I think no matter who you ask, people will always have something about their body that they don't like, he says, noting that even those who appear to have the perfect body admit they will have something that they want to be better. And Cody, when I read that one statement, and that's why I read it twice, Mm -hmm. is here we're talking about, I think he's in his late 20s only, Olympic gold medalist. I know, right? Married to a director, like an Academy Award director, and you would think has it all, has children, 
And I think it's great to hear him talking about what many of us all struggle with. Granted, his is a struggle as an Olympic athlete, but to relate it to people in his memoir that I think no matter who you are, people will always have something about their body that they don't like. Me sounds simple, but I think it's so relatable. What are your yes. thoughts on that? I couldn't agree more. I mean, I'm so happy for Tom Daly that he's in such a better place and a happier place in his life. But it's mind blowing to me that someone that is a, an Olympic level athlete, like, that is the pinnacle of athletic excellence. Oh, right? yeah. And he was, if I remember correctly, he was lusted after in this He's time. gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know that I was very, very, very. He still is. Be like, hi. Yeah. I would, I would watch the Olympics with the sound off. Okay. <laughs> so if, if he can have body dysmorphia and have things about his body that he doesn't like, I, he is. Like it just made it so much more relatable and so much, it normalized it so much for me. I mean, I was just looking in the mirror today and critiquing all these things about how I could lose that extra five pounds. It's just. We all, all do. And yeah. I, I was. a prof You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know, a competitive gymnast for years growing up, and I will never forget in the 80s, mm -hmm. going headed, I went to the Olympic Training Center, I went to UC Berkeley on a scholarship. In all mindset i was gearing myself up to compete in the really? olympics oh wow and i remember there was a time when my body was changing that my coaching told my coaches at the time told me oh you're first of all you're getting taller than you should be because you know gymnasts aren't supposed to be that oh, tall wow well you can't help how tall you, you are i mean yeah. then it was a little bit of your weight as a boy as a boy gymnast too and i wasn't really gaining weight but i was gaining muscle and just they wanted to make sure that i didn't put on too much extra weight okay. and that affected me so i can understand what he's talking about from an athletic standpoint mm -hmm. but you layer in today and our gay sensibilities you layer yeah. in today and social media on i was talking to my straight former personal trainer who I adore. And he really believes that, you know, social media scrolling around is such a detriment sometimes because yeah. we're always comparing our bodies to that person that we see in the next image and where we think we want to be. Yeah. And it's not healthy. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see that point, but I was going to make the counterpoint and it kind of sounds a little bit insane, a counterintuitive, but Social media is kind of one of the things that has helped me become more comfortable with my body. Because if I share an image online and the fact that I can achieve the look that I want to have in on Instagram or what have you, just through lighting and angles and a little bit of filter sometimes, okay? I'm not even going front. <laughs> it, it makes it all the more achievable. It makes it, it makes that perfect body more achievable. So it, it kind of makes, makes that unattainable body more attainable for me. So I, I see how he, what he's saying about it being a detriment, but it can also be used as a support system for your self-esteem, for your body image. So I, yeah, it's and all in how you use it, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, let's not confuse. He He's really talking about a serious disorder that he yes. suffered from. Oh, that yeah. I am known by means saying, making an analogy that that can happen. He said that in his memoir. 
So Ted, <laughs> Teddy wanted me to say that again in his memoir. I think you uh, should say it the rest of the show. <laughs> and I thought I'd slip that in. But in his memoir, he stated that. And I think that it's, it's different. And I was relating it to social media, which yeah. I think that that can happen totally separate from. But can also be a, an issue for a lot of people. I, I know for myself that I can, but I'm of a certain age now where I can scroll through and stop myself and laugh and, and take pleasure in what I'm seeing. Yeah. Sometimes see a body and be inspired to like, oh, that's a type of body. Know when there's a thirst trap happening by somebody else. Appreciate when a friend of mine is trying to show his body and in the gym and saying, look at my progress. I think I can now at this point differentiate. I also don't spend a lot of time on social media, but this is me of a man of a certain age being able to dissect all of these things and then put it away. Yeah. But I don't know that everybody's able to do that. Many of us are buried in our phones. Oh, I agree with you, especially people that are, of a younger age group because that they're inundated with it. And when you're raised with that type of thing, I think that it affects you way more. I think we may fare a little bit better, honestly, because we weren't, we didn't grow up with it. We, we weren't raised with it. So we are able to detach from it a little bit more. And I think that, especially with Tom Daly, he's in the public eye. He was young when he was, was hearing these, these comments. So I think that really affected him and it affected how he thought about his body and and how and what he really thought that he could do and what he should lose as far as his body was concerned. And I think that really affected him. I think that all what what contributed to what affecting his body dysmorphia. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well stated. And I think, <laughs> I think it's, a, yes, absolutely. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's really refreshing to hear Tom Daly talk about this in a cover story on advocate, mm -hmm. because I think um, so many of us, wherever, whether you competed, didn't compete, or just an LGBTQI person, a regular person, you know, anybody, we all have issues of our bodies yeah. and how we, they are perceived Yeah, and we I all agree. have issues with them. And I think it's, it was, he did such a good service talking about this. He didn't need to do this. He didn't need to talk about this. Of course it's in his memoir. And I think that that's <laughs> lovely that you have to go deeper when you write a memoir. Yes, so. <laughs> and I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it, it affects everybody, I, I believe, because I have, I believe that I have been affected by it to some degree because I have shared stories on this show of being in the gym and looking at a guy with a similar body type to mine and thinking, oh my God, that guy is so hot. And then going to the mirror and looking at my body and only being able to see the flaws. So I think that it affects so many people. And I'm so happy that Tom Daly expressed his, his body dysmorphia and that he struggles with this and he's human just like the rest of us and normalized it for everybody. So, And part of like what you're saying and what he's saying is the struggle. It's not like the struggle ever. I don't know that it ever stops or yeah. ends, but what you can do is recognize what you're experiencing at the moment yeah. and know that those internal red flags for yourself, like, oh, I'm going down this road. Oh, and, and have better tools, I think, to process when mm -hmm. you find yourself going that. I don't know that it's like there's ever a moment when you're going to be, oh, okay, I think I'm relieved of this and I no longer suffer from this. So yeah. I can look at social media now and all the hot guys and I can look in the mirror and I'm fine. I don't know that that ever will happen. I think it's important to be realistic about it and talk that you, you're going to have days where you feel one way, but mm -hmm. it's having those tools to recognize it and know, okay, I'm having one of those moments. We all have those moments because we were reading things from Tom Daly. We're hearing things from the hosts of 
tags podcast that we all go through these moments and no one I think is immune to it, but to know that you're like, you're going to have those ebbs and flows of it and just be a little more gentle to yourself, Mm -hmm. breathe and process, find the tools that are going to make you process it out and move forward. Yeah, kind of put it to the side, kind of put it down, lay it down to the side and do what you need to do to build up yourself and your self-esteem yeah. and your in your body image. I think that's what it's all about. Coping mechanisms, yeah. I guess. Is, yeah. is that as a life coach? Is, I, is that- I look in the mirror all the time and be like, damn, he's fine. I, <laughs> that's one of my coping mechanisms. I love so, it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. And there's a couple Reddit threads that we've been trying to get through for the last couple episodes. We just haven't had a chance to. Let's do the first one. Do you want to do the first one, Cody? The... Oh, yes. I love do you want to read one. it, this one? Okay. Do you mind? I'm putting you uh, on the spot. I know, right? <laughs> I might need a day off in a couple months, and you might have to host the show. So, oh, oh my, I'm filling in. I'm, I feel like this is the Ellen show now. <laughs> okay, let's put you to the test. You didn't know I was going to do this. I did not know. Uh, so, this is a Reddit thread, and it says the topic is less and less sex with my top boyfriend. I'm a 34-year-old bottom. My boyfriend is 43 and in a top. We've been together for two years. In the first year together, we have had sex or we just jerked off together almost every day. I consider myself to have a huge sex drive and I was happy with the way it was. But after the first year, we started to have less and less sex. We talk about this. It's clear that my sex drive is higher. He says he still finds me hot. He just lost the, the drive and he doesn't know why. Few things I think I know. He doesn't cheat, or at least this the the poster trusts him. He has a boner almost every morning, but he doesn't like sex in the morning, even uh, in the beginning. <laughs> deal me, breaker. Me either, girl. <laughs> I suffer through it. No, I, I don't mean, suffer through any sex. It's, that was a crazy. We should break that one down. I know we've talked about it before, but yeah. <laughs> Um, even you can and summarize some of this because I know I'm like reading it straight from here. I'm a horrible host. (laughs) No, no, that's okay. Um, get to kind of the point of what he's asking. So, uh, he just wants advice on intimacy and how he can actually come to have more sex with his partner. Yeah, because as you've been reading, and one thing you didn't mean that I'll, I'll just summarize really quickly, the guy that's not having so much sex or performing mm-hmm. as much has assured the guy writing in that he's totally into him still and that he wants to be with him. So it's not a matter of that at all. Yes. Right, Cody? Yes. This is kind of a tough one. Um, did you read some of the... So somebody just, I'll just read some of the things that some people wrote. So the issue is if you want to have more, if you want to have sex more often, how often do you need to have sex? Would you try toys? Is this a deal breaker? Would you break up because you can't have sex more than once? So this person posed more questions than not. Another guy asked, do you guys live together? If yes, then the next question is, do you take care of yourself and contribute to the house? That's funny. Contribute to the household. Um, Somebody else wrote, I'm in this situation now. I'm the top. My boyfriend has the higher libido and he is childlike in my view, not very independent for his age and so on. We don't live together. Oh, interesting. Oh, Uh, and oh, that's the guy that wrote it, right? Oh, (laughs) is that the guy that wrote it? How far down are you? I'm in this situation now. I'm yeah. the top. My boyfriend I don't think has that's the, the guy that wrote it. Okay, no, no it's not. Yeah, Tal- Talo. S- oh, sorry, maybe I shouldn't be reading names. <laughs> well, another guy wrote, "Sex once a week isn't unusual. Maybe consider why you feel like you need to have sex so much." Yeah. Okay, now, and um, yeah, he also the the right the person that wrote in. He says, "I just want to be fucked." So uh, I think that is an important, pertinent information as well. So he he just wants to have sex. He just wants to be fucked. Yeah. So I think when you're in a situation like this, I think you should be happy that you're at least getting sex once a week. Oh, my. But because 
I think there's other forms of sex that you can have, and there's all, all okay. kinds of great intimacy that you can. You can have conversations about it, and you can have, um, you can relay to your partner, like somebody was saying, the usage of toys, and you can masturbate, and there's all sorts of things. But if you're getting it once a week, really good. Maybe your boyfriend, it's not always conducive to your, maybe your boyfriend isn't always like ready for that. And if you're mm -hmm. really in love with him, then it sounds like this guy would want to work with you to find other ways. Maybe. Okay, go ahead. So something that the, the person that wrote this Reddit thread, he also said was that he doesn't really find enjoyment in other types of intimacy. So what do you well, he better learn that? to like <laughs> other forms. I think that's very closed-minded then because, yeah. I mean, first of all, getting fucked as somebody that knows takes a whole lot of time and effort and it's great when it's done right. But I can think of so many other intimate, hot, sexual moments that I could yeah. have with a partner that don't involve fucking. Yeah. That I think it's like, to me... Fucking is on a spectrum way here. I mean, yes, there's fisting way to the far, far right. Okay. But there's so many other check boxes in between and intimacy moments. And to me, because we do this show so much and mm -hmm. we've had experts, intimacy coach experts on the show that I've learned that you can really do some really great intimacy exercises with your partner. Like I feel from this show that when I have a long-term partner that I'll want to do some of these exercises, date nights and intimate nights that yeah. are about touch mm -hmm. and candles and not like Hallmark, but just really exploring our intimacy <laughs> in various ways that are really intimate and that's what i mean not like a hallmark card no you're not gonna like what i have to say then <laughs> but i think there's all these ways that you can explore your intimacy that don't just involve fucking yeah oh i agree with you i couldn't agree with you more except for i so my boyfriend and i we have different sex drives and it's totally fine because my boyfriend is very affectionate in other ways we have so many intimate moments where it's just him and I, we oh, we make out so much. Sorry, he's not Steve. there. He's not there tonight, right? He's in the other okay. room oh, right yeah. now. <laughs> he's probably listening. <laughs> and I think I just got like a body orgasm thinking about our makeout session. Oh, so. <laughs> I love that. So that is is fantastic for us. And I think that call me Hallmark. Hallmark no, I don't think really that's Hallmark. To. I don't think that's Hallmark. I was, was going to say, cuddling on the couch, I feel like is an intimate moment for us yes. as well. So I think that things of, of that nature, I think that if you can find intimacy in whatever you do with your partner, I think that that is the route that you should take. The fact that this guy doesn't, doesn't that being intimate in that way is satisfying to him, it makes me believe that he wants to open up the relationship and he doesn't know how to tell his partner. I agree because I think when you're in a long-term relationship, I think you, it's your, I think people forget the, the amount of work that it does take. I think yeah. people put so much work into finding the boyfriend that they think, Oh, I found him and everything's going to be roses That's and it. hot sex every day. And it's not, I think uh, the work is I just wish. beginning, <laughs> but it can be so fulfilling in the way you've just described. And, and it's, if you're really connected with somebody that you feel is your best friend, somebody that you feel you're sexually attracted to, um, that it's kind of that exciting time to explore the many intimate moments that you can have and the plethora of ways that you can explore. That's right. Every week you can have a new exploration with this person. If you're really committed and into exploring that, it could be really exciting in my mind. And as, as the person I am now, I think I would bring a lot of that excitement to the table more than I probably would when I was younger, because I think I was more insecure and thinking more like maybe this person writing in. Mm -hmm. And I think that I would now I would bring so much more to the table and it would be it's 
every day would be, you know, or many days at least would be, let's just be realistic. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not here to all... tell you, it's not every day. No, but not, <laughs> but not every, always fucking, because I just think that's great. But it is there's great. so many other things <laughs> that you can be doing to make it. And I do love, I know it's overused. I love the word sustainable. I just mm-hmm. think it, it's my favorite word right now. Yeah. Like at the making... end of the day, Steve, it's not about, it's about sharing your life. It's not about just sharing your dick or your asshole. Correct. So... Right. All aspects of our life. Yes. Yeah. Right. And learning to love all of it. So yeah, I think it's really good. Okay. Do we have time for one more Reddit Cody? thread or yeah, let's do or one just... more Reddit thread. Do you want to do which one do you want to do out of the two? The easy, there's probably one that's easier than the other one, Cody. I'll yeah. let you decide. The let's... instant mood killer. Okay, let's do that one. Yep. So a re- recent Reddit thread person wrote, I don't even see their name there, but they wrote instant mood killers when hooking up with a guy. Simple question. And here's mm-hmm. some of the responses. Ignoring boundaries or not wanting to establish any to begin with that's a good one okay um bad odor okay yep aside from somebody else wrote aside basic hygiene for me if he's not into kissing and foreplay then it's a deal breaker you would be all on board with that so would i um i mean i hate it when guys don't kiss and no foreplay what's the point especially the kissing i can't get off without it i don't know that i can get off with it out it either for the most part i love if i'm really into somebody i want to be able to kiss them yes i agree with you right i could i could get off because i've gotten off before without kissing (laughs) (laughs) i mean yes can it be done but it heightens the experience for sure uh bad breath cigarette smoke bad smelly house um obviously has a shower (laughs) mega <laughs> a, a bottom rushing to be fucked with zero to little romantic touch or communication. Um, somebody wrote rough touch. Some guys are probably into it, but I'll never understand it personally. I want my cock stroked, not squeezed to death. <laughs> um, yeah, rough touches depending on it. Some people like to be manhandled, like I can, but. Your penis? You no, like your penis to be manhandled? My, my cock? Yeah. I thought we said. Oh, we sorry. Doing... We're not saying penis anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> your dick? Yeah. You like yeah. your dick to be manhandled? <laughs> A little bit, but not squeezed to death. But what are your thoughts? What's your deal breakers? Oh, Share with us. It is definitely the breath. I I cannot stand. I, a little bit of bo. I can stand. I have date boys from. Oh. I used to date boys from Brooklyn. I can oh. definitely stand a little bit of bo. But the breath, and when you have to go in and kiss somebody with bad breath, that it is. That's a no for me. I'm sorry, dog. <laughs> Deal breaker. Deal breaker. What Three about syllables. you, Steve? I would say, yeah bad hygiene for sure um not taking because i don't think it takes that much to really if you care enough to go out if you care enough to put yourself out i do a a sort of full scan of my body Mm -hmm. every few weeks just to i'm talking everything i'm talking loose hairs on my eyebrows i check the nose i check the hair oh today i was in the shower and i oh and i haven't met anybody lately at all I'm almost there to ready to meet somebody again, broken ankle, but okay. I'm like, I need to I mean, man. I need to manscape it's using, time. using our promo sponsor manscape where you can get 20% off plus free Get-a-girl. shipping promo code tags, T A G S, but I need to manscape. And we've got these new products that I don't want. I don't think it takes too much to just scan your body and go. What's off here. Uh-uh. Yeah. Like what's going I on agree. here? Yeah, I agree. Um, Teddy says, are Brooklyn people really smelly? And I said, I am. So I don't know about any other Brooklyn people. I know that I am really. No, he said lies. Yeah, that was a pretty big statement you put out there, Cody. And Brooklyn's (laughs) going to come for your ass. Well, it is time, I think, for our favorite. Anybody else want to add anything else to the mix? You guys, what's some deal deal breakers? breakers? Yeah, tell us. 
we have a live audience here. What's some deal breakers that don't work well? We talk about our favorite segment coming up. Yes. We'll read some of your posts. It's Thirst Trap. When this comes out, it's Thirst Trap Thursday. Straight Up Gay Porn does a really good job of putting together some of the best gay porn stars. And they always ask the question, who took the best photo or video of the week? And this week, they're asking the question out of 15 gay porn stars. So I did you have a chance to look at this week's list oh, yeah. of men? I, I feel like the list now. is going a little lower and lower, but I don't mind it if it's curated. Oh, yeah. And oh my goodness, the first one. I just gotta look look at that. Uh, Silas Brooks. But who's your favorite and why, Cody? And your job is to descriptively describe to a listening audience that doesn't have video right now and why. All right. So this this week's was a feast for the eyes. I feel like it was very curate curated. Um I'll put that in my memoir. <laughs> memoir. <laughs> but my vote this week, it goes to Justin and Debbie. And I think they're pretty close to the bottom. Oh, I'm looking at them right now. Yeah. Talk about kissing. Talk I about the know. kiss. See, I didn't even know I was going to say that. And I'm right on topic. I'm, I'm just hitting it on firing and all cylinders right now um mainly because it's just so sweet and while being incredibly hot and erotic at the same time so they are in a bathroom and they're taking a bathroom mirror selfie and they're completely naked and they're holding hands and sharing what looks like to be a loving kiss and get this they both have full erections. And I think that's what did it what did it for me because I can tell you how hard it is to take a selfie with a with a full erection. It's just it just <laughs> never goes right for me. I'm so focused on getting the right angle or getting making sure that it's the dick is looking perfect, that the erection goes down. I can't focus on being hard. <laughs> you need to learn how to multitask. <laughs> So, and then I went to the Twitter and the caption said, life can be crazy, difficult, and lonely sometimes. The people that are meant to stick around will be around. And I thought that that was beautiful. So. That is good. Yeah. Speaking of what you were talking about earlier of the power of the kiss and the makeout session, it really is, can make you hard. And I'm assuming all you have to do, Cody, is just make out with Joe and that'll just make your dick hard. Just have him keep making out with you. Well, then who am I taking the picture for? I don't know. Get a third party. (laughs) but You don't want to see that. (laughs) I don't want to see that. (laughs) Valerie Cherish. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> my favorite is by a guy that goes by Lydian Gray, oh. L-Y-D-I-A-N underscore Gray, G-R-E-Y. And he's really sexy. He asked the question a little bit excited over here. It's a video. And in the video, he is lying back. He's got shaved head, a little bit of scruff around him and really nice quaffed hairy chest not too much and he's bouncing his dick up and down and he's got the greatest expression (laughs) yeah it's a great (laughs) trick he's got a great ball sack and he just looks very comfortable relaxed and as he's bouncing his dick up and down and it's really hot i mean i kind of i'm here for it It so he gets my vote in fact i think i'll vote for him right now because by the way you can vote for these people um and let's do straight up gay porn after you vote for us yeah after you vote for us <laughs> looking at how our guys my lydian gray is one two three four, he's fourth in the mix right now okay, out of well, 15 see, see where which one did you are. choose justin I chose oh god i forgot justin and debbie oh my god i forgot already <laughs> oh they're number two. Oh, look at that number two at 221 votes at 13.73 percent of the vote love. and my lydian gray is 10 percent of the votes at 161 so we're choosing definitely towards the top of the list but the oh, yeah, most one take. watching right now is blake mitchell and let's look at blake mitchell real quick and decide why he's getting the most. Did you find him yet? I have not found him yet. I oh. found him. Oh, he's got okay. a hot body. That's why. Yeah. And bush. Okay. I don't think he's not my favorite at all. I mean, yes, the body's 
great, but and he's uncut. He's got a great yeah, face too. The dick is just kind of soft, and it looks like he just he's got socks on on the bottom <laughs> that look and kind his of. Room is a, he needs to hang up them pictures. That's what yes. he needs to do. <laughs> and as Jeremy and Lincoln said, you're supposed to look in the mirror when you're doing a selfie like that. He's looking in the camera. Mm. I mean, is his body great? Yes. But the dick is okay. It's just soft and like he just got out of the gym. There's no, there's nothing really unique to me about it. Like he's not teasing us in a, like the ones you and I pick. So to me, I don't know why he's number one, but that's just me. What are the people saying, Cody? The people are saying Blake chose Lydia and Gray like you. And then Teddy says Steve Ricks is his vote. Have you seen Steve Ricks? I have not. Okay. Oh, yes. He's got a huge dick, right? Oh, yeah. And his uh, he's showing his pits. Oh, which is a favorite of yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, now I know why Teddy chose that one. <laughs> I love it. Did Blake just say something? He says, I think Blake Mitchell is hot. Maybe because they have the same name. But that is, that particular pick isn't the best that they've ever seen. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for weighing in. I will post this on tagspodcast.com for you to watch. Thanks so much for viewing us and tuning in. As always, if you're just listening to us, please vote for us. We're nominated for Best Sex Podcast by CyberSocketAwards.com. May 5th is the last day to vote, and we really appreciate it. Talk about K-Sex. Go to CyberSocketAwards.com by May 5th. We really appreciate it. Follow my co-host, He's a life coach at KMD Coaching. KMD Coaching. You still taking some slots, Cody? Oh, yes. Always taking slots. All right. Not, not always, but I, I have two slots available now. Love it. And his personal account, Mr. Maurice. Mr. Maurice. And follow us at Tags Podcast. And in the meantime, continue having hot gay K- sex. Ah, oh, sweet dear.